0: What is up, bros? And welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan.
1: Nah, I'm Caleb,
0: and we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, we are actually joined by a special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Yeah, thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm Justin uh, from the Wheel of Horror Podcast. Um, I have two other buddies who who do this as well, but truth be told, they're not like superhero fans, so they didn't want to hop on with such a lack of knowledge, but mainly horror. Um, we just started a new segment on Fridays called Fresh Film Fridays, all new 2021 streaming movies. That's pretty much it.
0: Nice. Caleb, you stole my line. Well, you were taking too long. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the f- the fact that your podcast really f- revolves around horror movies, I think you and me are going to
2: be, like, best friends. I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah, every Monday is a horror film. And then Thursdays are, like, different segments. Like, it's sci-fi summer now. And then I created the – I just call it FFF for Fresh Film Friday. Just um, for those, like, cheesy Netflix originals and stuff.
1: Nice. Dude, some of those Netflix movies are good.
2: <laughs> some, and some of them are like horrid. <laughs> Look,
0: looking at the prom, just saying, I know I bring up that movie so many times, but I got to give that movie any love that I can.
1: Just say, yeah, dude. I, I actually do that occasionally. I'll watch um a random Netflix movie. Um, like the I think the last one I watched was Vivo. It's like an animated Lin Manuel Miranda yeah. movie. It was, it was good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of learned that if you go in with like mediumish expectations, you won't get disappointed. But if you go in thinking it's going to be awesome, like I have, it's probably going to have a bad time.
0: <laughs> no, that's fair. That is absolutely <laughs> fair. Um, so. This week on the podcast, uh, we will be skipping over Funko Focus, moving into 4K Spotlight, where we'll be talking about a new release that will be coming out, along with the re-release of the first movie to the sequel, Um, and then after that, uh, we will be talking about Through the Wall, Uh, we got some Sonic the Hedgehog 2 news that we want to talk about. And then after that, we will be moving on to our All Bros headliner of the evening, which will be our breakdown of James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Hell yeah. So, what do you guys say we get started?
1: Let's do it. Yeah.
3: Every day, we're surrounded by media. Books, movies, art, music, games, apps, podcasts, Etc., etc. With this constant bombardment, it's easy to miss great media gems in the chaos. But fret not, you've come to the right place, my friend. I'm Jason, and I love media. I invite you to check out the Mixed Media Forest podcast, the podcast where I trudge through the forests of media to find hidden gems for you, the listener. Every episode of Mixed Media Forest is chock full of fun, reviews, nostalgia, positivity, news, rants, stories, and recommendations about all things media. Again, that's the Mixed Media Forest podcast, created on Anchor Podcasting app and available everywhere fine podcasts can be found. Give it a listen. It's what all the cool kids are doing.
0: Alright, so first up with 4K Spotlight, uh, this week both the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard and the uh, Hitman's Bodyguard will be hitting 4K. The first one, only hitting 4K Steelbook, just to coincide with the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard getting a 4K Steelbook. Um, I still haven't seen either of these, I don't know about you guys.
2: saw the first one. I have two. I'm way behind. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a second one. To be honest,
1: I don't think a lot of people did. Looking at the box office, <laughs> they didn't advertise this one very well. <laughs> they did not. Is it?
2: Um, did it still have Ryan Reynolds and was it Samuel Jackson?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah it both still had the they original both cast
1: back. and everything. Huh. They just added
0: added Salma Hayek as a. Wasn't she Samuel Jackson's wife? Yeah,
1: but she was in the first one, too. Oh, she was? Um, damn, I really need to watch these movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, the. Uh, I thought the movie was fun. I don't... I feel like a lot of people give that movie hate, but I thought it was, a, like, a fun movie. It wasn't one that you're going to go and be like, oh, that was incredible. It was, like, a cheesy, kind of dumb... A dumb-ish, like, action movie, and it was, I don't know, I just had a good time with it, and I think that they just mis-marketed uh, this movie. Didn't give it its its due justice.
2: I mean, I feel like you can't go wrong with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson together. It's, it's going to be decent.
1: That is absolutely true. <laughs> I would definitely agree with that.
0: I felt that way with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges, because I know everyone hates it so much, but I actually enjoy R.I.P.D. for what it is. I love those two (laughs) It wasn't bad. Thank you. Yeah, I mean... My
1: biggest issue with that movie was the uh, special effects. Oh, those are garbage. (laughs) Yeah, everything else was, like, (laughs) (laughs) okay-ish. (laughs) Okay-ish. Oh, I love it.
0: Um... All right so also besides that I did forget to point this out uh in Warner Brothers attempt to basically ring everybody every Harry Potter fan out of all their money um if you missed out on the uh Harry Potter steelbook collection here's your chance to own them I guess but it is a new steelbook cuz it has like the designs of the um the posters this time around but they're releasing every, each movie, I think, like once a month. So this Tuesday, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone comes out. And I feel it's kind of expensive for a re-release. Even though it's on Steelbook, it's still $35. Bunny hell.
2: That, that's a lot if you're paying at times, what, eight or nine? Yeah,
0: like, damn, I love these movies. But like,
2: <laughs> what the hell, Warner Brothers? Yeah, it's, it's steep.
0: But knowing me for how much of a steel bacore I am, I'm still going <laughs> to probably get, them, get all eight. So, yeah.
1: You're part of the uh, problem,
0: Rose. I know I am. <laughs> Shut up, Caleb. Uh, all right, moving on uh, to unless you guys have anything else you want to say about Hitman's wife's bodyguard or the Hitman or, yeah, any of that. I think shit. I'm good with those. All right, cool. Caleb, anything? Yeah, I'm I'm good. Alright, awesome. Um, moving on to uh Through the Wall, uh, we got some huge uh Sonic the Hedgehog 2 news. They announced the voice for Knuckles, and it is going to be Idris Elba.
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This casting could not have been more perfect. <laughs> I,
0: I could definitely agree with that.
1: I'm wondering, though, how old Knuckles is
0: going to be, considering in other versions what, like, because he's not that much older than Sonic, and so he, has, he hasn't he has had that deep of a voice in some things as Idris Elba's voice is, so I don't know if he's going to ch- change his voice at all. Um, so that's just going to be interesting. It's gonna like like I love this casting choice like so much, but like I'm kind of used to like Knuckles not having like a super super deep voice like Idris Elba, so it might take me a minute to get used to it.
2: But I'm sure I'll love it. uh, Did Knuckles have a British accent? Or am I missing something? (laughs) I don't think he
1: did. And I don't know how Idris Elba's American accent is. (laughs) Dude, I've never heard Idris do in accent, other than, like, his normal
2: I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure every role is just him normally talking. If I'm correct.
0: Well, then this is gonna be interesting. (laughs) This is gonna be really interesting. (laughs) (laughs) They
1: better make a joke about that or something if he does keep that voice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I hope that with this, that Idris Elba just kind of, like, um... Puts a little bit more enthusiasm behind his voice, because I think when we were talking about it, like who we thought should play Knuckles, we were throwing out um, Jason Momoa voicing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we definitely
0: went like the the deep uh, voice direction. I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, we did. It's just the uh, amount of party animal that you can hear in it. Is a little higher with, with Jason's than Idris. Yeah. Sad <laughs> so
0: thing is, like, the the one game that I'm, like, basing my knowledge of, Knuckles' voice off of, is, like, the Mario and Sonic games. Jeez, <laughs> oh <that's> the <laughs> That's, like, the... Because, um, honestly, the only Sonic game I played with uh, Knuckles in it as a kid was Sonic Heroes, and I don't really think he talked that much in that one. Yeah. So... Yeah, the, that that's where I'm basing my voice off of. So Idris yourself is a little too deep if I'm thinking about that. But I'm totally okay with that because I just love this casting.
2: Yeah, who knows? It may may work out well.
1: Yeah, yeah did you, Justin, did you watch the, the first Sonic the Hedgehog?
2: You know, I never did. And I actually scrolled by it the other day on HBO, I think.
1: Dude.
2: And I like, I like stopped and I was like, how have I not seen this? And then something distracted me and I ended up watching something else. Ah, darn.
1: <laughs> if you manage your expectations, it's pretty good.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'll definitely watch it. I, I'm surprised that I haven't. Um, probably just forgot about it, honestly. Not That's fair.
0: It's definitely, I mean, it's arguably the best uh, video game movie.
1: Yeah, it yeah, I I'll say that. All right, I'm going to g- okay, just to see if um where was Sonic the Hedgehog at in our rankings. Hold on. I'm looking for something to uh to give you an idea of what we thought of it.
2: Okay. Have- I'll definitely watch it and get back to you guys though
1: okay just as like a baseline have you seen i'm a okay i'm I'm assuming you have because you have a horror-based podcast the original halloween yes of course okay we ended up giving that movie a b plus okay we gave nightmare on elm street also a b plus but it's lower than halloween
2: Okay. It's fair.
1: We gave the the first like the original Friday the 13th a D. <laughs> yeah, we were pretty harsh okay. on that one.
2: That's rough. That's rough.
1: <laughs> um have you seen the Banana Splits movie? Uh no, what is that? Okay, it is it's a horror movie where basically it's it's basically Five, five Nights at Freddy's. Okay. But with like an actual children's TV show that used to air.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, is this, uh, how how do you watch this? Is it on any platforms?
0: That's a good question.
1: That is a really good question.
0: Here, I'll find out. All right.
1: I'm trying to see if there's any other. Like, are there any that you've like disagreed with? (laughs) Like any of Um, those?
2: I mean,. It's it's it depends how you compare it. I think um, which one did you give the D to? Friday the thirteenth?
1: The yeah, the first one.
2: I don't know. I mean for me that's a bit low, but it, it depends.
1: Okay. I maybe uh, would
2: have said like a C would have been kind of fair. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: okay. That's fair.
1: Alright. Uh, what about did you see the the remake of Child's Play? I have not. Okay. Um Trying to think of other movies. Oh, uh, what about the Invisible Man?
2: Yeah, Uh, which which one? I've seen Uh, the
1: newest one. Yeah, yeah. So we also gave that one a B plus.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's pretty high. I liked it. I didn't think you'd give it that high, though.
1: Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) it seems like we're like there's some agreements.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, so, I'd say so.
1: Just like keeping that in mind, we gave Sonic the Hedgehog a B.
2: Okay, so slightly worse than the uh, newer Invisible Man. Yes. Okay, that gives me a good baseline to uh, check it out.
1: Yeah, it it was fun. Like I I love that we have this system now. <laughs> <laughs> um, just so we can like tell like it, I think it gives a good idea of where of what we think of movies to say oh if you like these you're probably gonna like this movie
2: <laughs> yeah I think is it on HBO max Sonic one
0: I think it's on so I think it's on two uh, platforms it's on prime video um which actually the banana splits movie is on as well um, oh, okay. And then it's also on Paramount Plus.
2: I don't have Paramount, but I have Amazon, so I'll definitely watch both.
1: Okay. Sweet. Oh, Amazon, or it's on um, Hulu. Oh, yeah. I oh, have that's, that's probably too. Hulu. Then, sorry.
2: No, it's fine. I have like more than anyone should have streaming platforms. So
1: I feel you there. <laughs> yeah, and then the Banana Splits movie is not on any. Streaming right now. I thought it was on Prime Video.
0: Maybe I it can find was, it. It was.
1: It was for a short time, but now it's back to costing. Ah, lame. Okay. You can rent it for three bucks.
2: <laughs> Seems like a good price. <laughs> Maybe I can find it for free online.
1: I there bet you, you could. But yeah, so that's that's a uh, yeah. So I think if if you. If you agree with those scores, <laughs> um, like we have a bunch of other movies. I just don't know what else you've seen. And a lot of the other horror movies that we've done, they're about at a B plus.
2: I mean, I'm sure I'll like it. Uh, Jim Carrey's in it. Um, I it Really, this one just slipped through the cracks for me.
0: No, that's fine. I mean, it came out right before everything shut down. So Yeah, I, I, don't I remember you.
2: that. Yeah, and I was like, I think I told myself, like, "Ah, I'll see it when it comes out on, like, DVD. And then, like, everything got shut down.
1: Yeah. The last movie I saw in theaters was Spiral, but the one before that was Sonic the Hedgehog, (laughs) way back in March. I thought it was Onward. No, I would. I saw Onward before Sonic. When did... well, because we saw
0: Onward on your birthday.
1: Yeah, but I went to see yeah. Sonic a couple days after. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog was my last theater movie, besides Spiral. <laughs> Which, uh, have you seen Spiral?
2: <laughs> you know, it sounds familiar.
1: <sighs> uh, it's that one with Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson, the one based off of the Saw movies. Yeah, it's the Saw spin-off.
2: No, I have not seen that. But it's it's a 2021, so I can add that to the Fresh Film Friday category.
1: There we go. Yeah, we ended up giving that one a B-. minus.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, it has this guy, Max Minghella. Probably didn't say that right. I'm familiar with him. Um, he's the detective William Schenck.
0: Oh, yeah, shank.
1: Isn't a younger sure. guy okay uh, yeah so whatever <laughs> we have our whole like list of movies that we've broken down on our uh, on our website so if anyone yeah. wants to go and look through that
2: <laughs> I mean you, you only... recommend I should see that as well
1: uh, if you like the saw movies I would
2: okay it's
0: definitely better than... Well, okay, Jigsaw was good. Saw the final chapter to me sucked. So it
1: was definitely better than that one. I can agree with that. <laughs> um,
0: but anyway, so back is, to Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Is there anything else you guys want to bring up about Idris Elba being cast as Knuckles the Echidna?
2: No. No, now I'm... Um, Excited to go watch the first one. So I'll probably watch it this weekend. Hell yeah. Awesome.
1: Yeah. You'll have to let us know what you think. Cause yeah, please do. I feel like we yeah. might've hyped it up a little too much, but <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I'll definitely inform you guys as soon as I'm done with a official rating. Yeah.
1: Like we, we really, really liked it. We thought it was a lot better than we thought it was going to be. Um, Especially with, like, the the horrible, horrible original design of Sonic. And I think this, like, with the redesign, that helped the movie's performance a little bit. Like, just not being distracted by what Sonic looks like. And you can't go wrong with Ben Schwartz voicing Sonic. <laughs>
3: so, wrong.
1: yeah. So, anyway...
0: Alright, so moving on to uh, the headliner for this episode, what do you guys say we get started with our breakdown of James Gunn's The Suicide Squad? For sure. Let's do it. Before we break down James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, uh, we asked a
1: uh, question of the
0: week on our social media. Uh, Caleb, do you have the answers for that?
1: Yes, I do. Um, So the the question that we asked this week was to build the ultimate five villain team. And I, I also clarified to feel free to get them from any universe. Uh, so, the first response that we got comes from Twitter uh, from at breaker6696. Uh, he said, Joker, Frank Underwood, Darth Vader, Satan, and Ari Gold. That is so, like, a vast selection, but I love it. <laughs> It's so out there, but I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is a a freaking bitching team. (laughs) No, it really is. Like, honestly. (laughs) Honestly, I think my issues with this team, if I have any issues with it at all, is that he chose a lot of alphas.
2: (laughs) Could be a problem.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think it could definitely be a problem. I think... I think Joker's kind of just like the wild card, and Frank. I think, mm, Frank Underwood,
2: oh, it, like the Punisher, Frank Underwood.
1: Um, oh no, that's Castle, Frank Castle. No, Frank. What the hell? Yeah, Who's Frank, the Underwood? Frank Underwood?
2: Oh, from um, <laughs> wait, is from House of Cards?
1: Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay, Kevin legit. Spacey. <laughs> okay, his team is not who I. Thought that his okay, you team got
2: Kevin was. Spacey on there next to Satan.
1: <laughs> um, okay, I'll be real. I've legit thought that Frank Underwood was the guy from The Shining. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. Okay, so what I was just about to say about Joker and Frank Underwood was going to be completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, then I think it's going to be an alpha fight between Darth Vader and Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I and then I'm that. not super familiar with uh, Ari Gold. Uh, he's from Entourage. Oh. Yeah, that's right. I saw that so long ago. Yeah, I've not seen Entourage. Neither have I, dude. This was okay. This was another thing I thought. Ari Gold. I'm a, I'm a freaking moron, dude. I thought Ari Gold. He was like referring to uh, Gold member. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that would definitely Sorry, be kid. an interesting cast.
0: <laughs> God, yeah. I mean. You... Really, be casting John Travolta? So, like, that would just be amazing.
1: Yeah, I th- I thought his team was completely different than <laughs> what it actually was. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! What what is um what's his name from The Shining?
2: It's Jack Torrance. Ja-
1: yeah, okay, yeah, where the hell it did I get? Yeah,
2: completely. The- well, I mean, you
1: haven't seen The Shining, so it's kind of understandable. It or have true. you? I have not yet. It's actually on okay. my things to watch tomorrow. Oh, hey. There we go. Yeah. I'm, gosh, I, I am so sorry for butchering your team, Breaker.
3: <laughs>
1: <sighs> it's still a bitching team, though. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. And then the uh, the second response was from Vic. He s- said Mysterio, Doctor Doom, Thanos, Ultron, and Fire Lord Ozai. It's an
2: interesting team as well. Very interesting Dude, team. Dude, I was
1: like, hell yeah, I know all of these, and then he got
0: to the fifth one. I'm like, who the hell is that? <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. Who is that? <laughs> you son of a bitch. Have you even <laughs> been
1: watching Avatar The Last Airbender?
0: Yeah, but I really haven't paid attention to the names, dude. Apparently, the Fire my memory Lotus sucks. Who Ang
1: is going to fight?
0: Oh, that's who that is? dude. I suck with names. I'm sorry. <laughs> I promise. I've been watching it. I just suck with names.
2: Are you shitting me?
0: I mean, I shouldn't be surprised that, of course, Vic's going to throw in a last Airbender
1: character. <laughs> I am disappointed in you, Rose, and I I don't even fully believe that you've watched the first season of Avatar yet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, screw you, buddy. Ah. <laughs> anyway, again, I think that they they do run into a situation especially between Doctor Doom and Thanos. Um, I think that there is also an an alpha complex there. I think Mysterio is a pretty decent, like, number two. Ultron. Ultron's going to be your your wild card, because I don't think Ultron wants to listen to to flesh beings. Fair enough. And then, honestly, I think the Fire Lord is going to get himself killed. (laughs) I think he's just going to get a little mouthy. <laughs> but another really good team. So thank you, Vic and Breaker, for sending in your answers. We really appreciate them. Yes, we do. You guys got any picks?
2: I mean, five villains from anything? Yeah. Just off the top of my head, without really thinking about it, I would pick uh, Thanos. Um, what's his name? I'd pick Hela, and then I'd pick Galactus, the world eater, or planet eater. Um, maybe like, who's the uh, the main bad guy in like Spider- um, Superman? Alex oh, Lex Luthor? No, the other guy, like, he's like Thanos' version of Superman. I think it's like... oh. Doom or something, but it's not Dr. Doom.
1: Oh, uh, Dark Side
2: That's Yes, Dark Side. And then the fifth one, I would pick that guy from Thor, the one who killed Hela, that like fire demon guy.
1: Ooh, oh, Surtur. Okay. Yeah, Surtur. Damn, you got some like big ass players.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Go big, man. Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I ain't got shit compared to that one. <laughs> what would your team be? Uh so I would have Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Hobgoblin, Captain Boomerang, and the Penguin.
2: <laughs> the Penguin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love how you like how from DC I chose like the oddballs, the ones that like really no one gives a shit about.
2: Yeah, Penguin like Yeah, like he himself doesn't actually do much, but he just like rallies like crime people. To do his bidding. Yeah, he
0: could maybe he could just, you know, like get them rallied up, get them psyched <laughs> to do whatever they gotta do.
1: He's the Amanda yeah. Waller of this team. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I have no idea what what I would do for for mine. Like just cause I'm a, a Marvel geek, <laughs> I'd have to throw in Actually, I think I'd do Taskmaster. I would have Craven the Hunter. I would throw in Bullseye, uh, Absorbing Man, and then as the leader, I would I would try and throw in Kingpin. <laughs> okay. Ooh.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I think that's that- not bad at all. Not a lot of like super strength on my side. I think. Yeah, my my team wouldn't be like.
2: Super yeah, but you great. have Colin Farrell, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: true, dude. So like, you already win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'd have to handle like more street level right. problems. <laughs> like your guy, your your teams could freaking take on like cosmic level problems. Yeah,
2: Thanos would just like snap his finger and rip Colin Farrell's like flesh off.
3: Be done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, all right, so moving on to the review, uh, Caleb, would you like to tell everybody how we break down movies on this podcast?
1: Uh, yes, I would. Um, so. The, if you're new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros and Wheel of Horror uh, letter grade. Uh, the eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal grade at the very end. Then all of that magic gets added up together and gives us our final uh, letter grade for the movie. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. So if Um, you have not seen James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, which is available on HBO Max as we speak, um, go check it out. And just so you know, Rose is going to spoil the entire freaking movie for you.
0: So if you don't want to know any of the squad members that die, turn away right now. But really quickly, I just want to point out, um, even though Caleb just said HBO Max, it is also in theaters, if you guys want to go see it in theaters. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, Cause I guess you want to be a chump. Because <laughs> Caleb's a streaming <laughs> whore. That's what he is. Um, but <laughs> So I would recommend go seeing it in theaters because it is drastically underperforming unfortunately brought in only 26 million this past weekend so go see it guys please show james gunn some love or don't you could stay home too (laughs) or no 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 go to the theater don't listen to caleb
1: no don't let rose bully you
0: (laughs) you're the one that didn't even bring up theaters to begin with
1: yeah but i didn't like poke fun and be like if you go see it in theaters you're a chump like I'm not guilting people into going to see it <laughs>
3: that's <laughs> what he wants it. you to
1: think guys that's what he wants you to think whatever Rose is being a bully <laughs> <laughs>
0: that be the first time I've ever been a bully in my life finally <sighs> alright so Intelligence Officer Amanda Waller sends two Task Force X teams led by Colonel Rick Flagg and Bloodsport to the South American island nation of Corto Maltese after its government is overthrown by an anti-American regime. In exchange for lighter sentences, the Bell Reeve penitentiary inmates who comprise the squads are tasked with destroying the Nazi-era laboratory Jodenheim, which holds a secretive experiment known as Project Starfish. Flag's team is ambushed by Cordo Maltese military, resulting in the deaths of Savant, Captain Boomerang, Blackguard, TDK, Javelin, and Mongal, Mongal and the capture of Harley Quinn. Weasel apparently drowns, and Flag is found by Rebel soldiers. The distraction allows Bloodsport and his team of Peacemaker, King Shark, Polka Dot Man, and Ratcatcher 2 to enter the country undetected. They find Flag at a Rebel camp and convince Rebellion leader Sol Soria to assist them. In the Corto Maltese capital, the squad captures the Thinker, a metahuman scientist, in charge of Project Starfish. They are joined by Quinn when she escapes from the Corto Maltese government after learning of the new regime's plans to use Project Starfish against other nations. The squad uses the Thinker to break into Jotunheim. Most of the squad rigs the facility with explosives as Flag and Ratcatcher 2 enter the underground laboratory with the Thinker. The two discover Project Starfish is Star of the Conqueror, a giant alien starfish that can, com- can- that can remotely control others through smaller versions of itself. The thinker reveals the Starro was brought to Earth by the American government, who have been secretly funding the experiments on him in Corto Maltese for the past 30 years, using thousands of its citizens as test subjects. An enraged flag decides to leak a hard drive containing evidence of this revelation, but is killed by Peacemaker who was under secret orders from Waller to cover up America's involvement in the experiments. Meanwhile, a skirmish between the squad and the Cordo Maltese military leads to Polkadot Man accidentally setting off the explosives prematurely. As the facility falls apart, Peacemaker attempts to execute Ratcatcher 2 for knowing the truth about Starro, but Sport shoots him and takes the drive. Uh, excuse me. Starro escapes the destroyed laboratory, kills the Thinker and much of the military, and begins taking control of the island's population. With the laboratory destroyed, Waller tells the squad that their mission is complete, but Bloodsport decides to lead his teammates in in battling Starro. Waller attempts to execute the squad for not following her orders, but is knocked out by her subordinates. Uh, Polka Dot Man is killed, but Harley pierces a hole in the alien's eye, and Ratcatcher 2 summons the city's rats to chew Starro to death from the inside. With the military diverted, Soria takes control of the government and pledges democratic elections. Using the drive as leverage, Bloodsport forces Waller to release him and his surviving teammates from their imprisonment in exchange for keeping its contents confidential, and they are airlifted out of Corto Maltese. In mid- and post-credit scenes, Weasel and Peacemaker are shown to be alive, with Peacemaker under the supervision of Waller's subordinate. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Well, so, I am... I, um... I just have one thing to say um, to James Gunn why the fuck do you got to kill off my favorite character in the first ten minutes <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I had that, was, that, was the, that that might be the only F word I ever use on this podcast, but I felt I had to do it on this one.
1: Okay, I don't, for Justin, I don't know if you realize how big of a deal (laughs) that was for
3: Rose.
2: Captain Boomerang?
1: Oh my gosh. Yep. Dude,
2: that. Are you a huge Captain Boomerang fan? I just, like, yes, uh, but
0: I just love Jai Courtney in the role. I think he's freaking hilarious. Um, So the fact that, like, when he was announced that he was coming back, and then he gets killed off in the first freaking 15 minutes. I was like, are you freaking kidding me?
2: Yeah. Um I I kinda wish I don't know why they killed him off, honestly. He would have been good throughout the whole movie.
0: I mean at least he went off in a cool way and he got at least two good kills with his boomerangs.
1: But Yeah, well, I was Dude, I remember watching that scene, I was like, Oh, Rose is gonna be pissed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what sucks is like the kind of got spoiled for me a little bit um I don't know if uh my friend Katie's watching this but she uh uh cuz she had watched it the night before and um I was saying you know like oh yeah you know I'm excited to watch it I'm excited to have Captain Boomerang back and she's just like you're going to probably be uh disappointed I'm just like why oh, got to do that to me <laughs> So that that basically means he dies doesn't it In, like the first like Probably 30 minutes, but it wasn't even that long. It was the first freaking 15. Katie, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: You don't Sorry. do that. <laughs> nah, it's fine. Katie's cool. <laughs> well, not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Caleb. <laughs> no, I kid. Dude, I, I don't know. So, we ended up collectively um, giving this movie a 77.6. Not
2: bad. Okay. I feel like... I mean, I don't know how you two graded it. Uh, I feel like maybe mine was a bit lower than both of you. Not sure.
1: So we were actually... Uh, blah, blah, blah. Can't talk right now. We were actually f- five points apart. In total, okay. like you were the lowest, Rose was the highest, and I was like right dead center.
2: I feel like that overall rating is pretty fair, though. I mean, IMDb, which I don't, I just I'm always curious what IMDb gives them. Give them a seven point five out of ten. And um, if you're a huge Suicide Squad fan, I feel like you'll love it. If you don't know much about it and you just watch it, you probably won't really know what's going on
0: like yeah. the tagline for this movie said don't get too attached like the the movie's called the suicide squad the, like people are going to die and you really can't get mad at them for that they signed well, up for this shit
2: like i don't know i went into it with some questions like why is will smith not in this one for example like where where did he go he was clearly like one of the uh, stars of the last one cuz he's so good he's not in it now um, and then a, also it was like,
1: honestly a scheduling conflict
2: i know but like for movie purposes like why wouldn't she use him again you know and sure. and then they replaced him as the main character with idris elba who i thought was fantastic but his like his actual character was also very similar to will smith like they both never miss and like good with guns
1: honestly i felt like they kind of made a quick little nod to that A little bit. Um, When Amanda Waller was introducing uh, Idris Elba's character, Bloodsport, and saying, like, oh, he anything in his hand is a deadly weapon, and blah, 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 blah. Like, going off about him, and then basically giving the exact same shtick with Peacemaker. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it almost, like, they were teasing themselves a little bit. Being like, okay, we know this is exactly, <laughs> this is basically <laughs> Will Smith, too. It's like, okay, so you just have a bunch of these guys collected up that they're you have the same description for.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's only so many different skills that these bad guys have. Most of them are assassins you probably use guns, you know? Yeah, pretty much. Um, Except for I'd... people like TDK, which rip their arms off and... Oh weird. Gosh.
1: That was hilarious.
2: It was just like like watching it, I was like, okay, this guy. He was like kid-smacking the enemies. I'm like, this guy is useless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, and what threw me was that he still has feeling in his arms. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, his arms are ripped off, but they were shooting his arms and he was in pain. Yeah. <laughs>
0: What sells that whole scene is when Harley's just like TDKs, the detachable kid. What the fuck? She's like, and yeah, that's what he's
2: for. Just
0: like, I didn't pick the damn team. <laughs> uh,
2: I know. Um, I was a little disappointed with, I think, it, I think you say it's Savant or Savant. Um, I think it's Savant, yeah. I thought he would be this badass who like came in and helped the colonel and killed a bunch of the gorilla guys, but he just like ran off a little upset with that.
0: I I was really shocked that James Gunn did that for Michael Rooker. I thought Michael Rooker always had like a huge role in every James Gunn movie.
2: I I think I think they were really trying to hammer home that this this first batch of of villains was just meant to get wiped out. Like they had their only purpose was to die.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know. I I really wish like you said I wish they would have done more with Savant because he looked or he seemed like he was going to be a badass and then he was giving the other hero or the other villain's yeah. shit being like amateurs yeah. like he's been in this situation before.
2: I know. Like they should have they should have had him going down like taking out like 10 guys or something, something cool.
1: Yeah, something like that. And like I I didn't even like fully understand what his Superpower was, like I, I understood, the same like as the other two. Like no, I knew it was like the same as like, or he could throw stuff with like insane accuracy, and be able to bounce things off the walls and like, with the ball. But it's just, I actually <laughs> honestly, don't know anything about that character. I'm gonna look it up real quick.
0: Can we talk about um James Gunn's apparent hatred towards birds in this movie? Like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, the whole opening scene with Michael Rooker taking out one with a ball, okay? I can excuse that. It took me by surprise, but I was like, okay. But the whole setting them on fire, I feel that was a little too far.
2: I think I think he was trying to like emphasize his, his accuracy is that good, and then I guess he just wanted to light it on fire.
0: I mean, yeah, apparently, um, I don't know, just for some reason, like, I, I get that the, I, uh, I don't even know what the hell the guy's name that took command after that one guy, uh, I get that he wanted to, like, make a, a statement and show that, like, he meant business, but, like, still, <laughs> couldn't you have done it in a different way? Um, so out of, like, the team that, you know, did survive, that didn't get killed, um, did you have any certain favorites that stuck out for you?
2: Who, me? Yeah. Of the team that survived, I mean, that, that's tough. They're all pretty cool in their own way. Um, my favorite, I would say was Bloodsport. He's just a badass. Oh, yeah. Um, but I really like the Colonel too. I like, uh, I like him as an actor in other movies and I don't know. I don't know too much about the suicide squad. I don't know if he gets like resurrected by like some kind of power, but I was upset when he died.
0: No, I was too. Cause I love that Joel Kinnaman got a second chance with this role. Cause I felt he was just basically in the original, he was just there to give plot device, not plot devices, uh, but like plot points for certain characters. Like with when katana was introduced in the first one he's just like oh this is katana she's got my back her sword cuts through the souls of their victims i would recommend not getting killed by her it's just like okay thanks for giving the character backstory appreciate that i guess
2: yeah i mean i don't know if they're going to make more of these but if they were i think he was a good like main character who was a leader like every movie he got this group of super villain guys together and they did a mission, but I think he should have stayed as that like point of contact in the movies.
0: No, I absolutely agree. Um, What did you, uh, did you like Peacemaker?
2: I did. Um, Also funny that again, like his superpower was, it's just like deadly accuracy. I, I think They portray. I think John Cena did a good job in that role. Like he was cheesy, but clearly like deadly because he's jacked and you know can shoot people in the head. Um, Outfit was super cheesy, but obviously it was meant to be. And I did not see his betrayal coming at all. Completely side blinded. I,
0: I didn't either. Apparently, someone said that it was spoiled in the trailers. I didn't see that. Um, but I mean, maybe I didn't watch the trailers enough, dude, uh, to he, be honest,
1: he was go g- ahead. great. I, yeah, I wouldn't say he was my favorite. I think my favorite was Bloodsport, but he, I love like the way that they were describing him, or, um, in the promotional stuff, John Cena was describing Peacemaker as douchebag Captain America. <laughs> and <laughs> it he was he was someone that's stuck by his morals like e- even though his morals were like jacked up like <laughs> what yeah what did he say he's just like i love peace i'll do anything for peace no matter like how many men women and children i have to kill <laughs> to get it yeah and... i mean he
2: was he followed the mission like even if the mission wasn't correct like he did what his officer which was uh amanda waller said to do
1: yeah yeah and i so. don't even think it was necessarily he wanted to do what waller wanted to do i think she might have just gotten in his head and be like if this information gets out it's going to be nothing but chaos and so he in his mind he's just like oh i keep this hidden there's peace in the land mm-hmm. and Oh my gosh, yeah. But yeah, his <laughs> his betrayal, I felt, came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I loved how he was also like the butt of a lot of jokes <laughs> when they were talking to be like, oh, he has a toilet bowl on his head, and he's just like, it's a beacon of freedom.
2: <laughs> yeah, he he was funny. He was a funny character for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, so my... Actually, I'll, I'll save it for effects, because there's a... Uh... In effect, including him, that I just loved. Um, but another story aspect, kind of getting into it, I loved the the competition that him and Bloodsport were having at the yeah. the Freedom Fighter Camp. Yeah, like I shoot smaller bullets. It's like I
2: shoot bullets through bullet holes. Like they just kept going. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then they're just like finding cool ways to freaking kill people. And then he shoots that one guy in the arm and blood sports, ha, you lose, non lethal. And he's just like, hollow compression bullets. <laughs> then the dude <laughs> yeah, just they... explodes.
2: <laughs> yeah, they were having like their, you know, trying to be who, who's the real alpha on the team.
1: <laughs> dude, I think the best jokes were in that scene when they were taking out the camp. Because for one, they're just setting up this long joke of like how brutally they're killing these people that we think are are um are bad guys. I know, <laughs> yeah. and then like gets revealed that they're freedom fighters. <laughs> and on top of that, is after like the hollow compression bowl and he's just like, "Well, now you're just showing off," and he's just like, "It's not showing off if what you're showing is dope as shit." <laughs> and then bloodsport like i think what sold it was bloodsport being like damn it that's true yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh i had an absolute blast <laughs> with this movie <laughs> especially scenes like that
2: yeah it was a it was a good cast i wish they did it a little differently
1: but yeah, yeah i think this something about this movie i haven't been able to put my finger on it it leaves you a little underwhelmed and i have no idea why you know i was
0: thinking about that and i'm wondering if it's maybe that i don't know maybe for me uh like with like the posters that came out um and just some other stuff i thought the team was going to consist of literally every squad member that was announced I didn't think half of them were going to get killed off in the first 10 minutes, so I thought that the scope of the Suicide Squad was going to be a lot bigger than it actually turned out to be.
2: Hmm. Um, I expected the the main villain, the star, to be a little harder to kill. Uh, Harley Quinn kind of killed it a bit easy, easily. It was definitely a cool death, like her puncturing the eye and the rats just like ripping out all of its insides, but Dude, I don't know. That I expected gross. <laughs> no, no,
0: it was pretty gross.
2: <laughs> it was graphic for sure. Ugh. But I was hoping, like somebody had some special power. They they like stopped Joel Kinnaman's bleeding. Yeah, I think he's dead though. I think he's dead. Unfortunately,
1: yeah. I agree. I think. That's might have what that might have been what was what I felt was wrong. I think with especially when it comes to with Starro, the fact that they were able to just like literally like Ratcatcher threw on a mask. Um Bloodsport was like shooting them out of the air, and then Polka Dot Man and Harley were just like turn their faces around.
3: <laughs>
2: like, yeah, it that the little stars, <laughs> yeah the, the little stars didn't have any effect on on the, the suicide squad really. but I thought all those gorilla guys were gonna attack them and I was like, oh crap, but that didn't happen.
1: Yeah, it didn't. Like I, w- I wish that it would have made it almost, I don't know, like more of a fight. Instead of it being like, oh, they block their face and then they just, like, get frustrated and fall off on the ground and die. I think it would have been a little bit better had the starfish tried, like, crawling on them.
2: Yeah, doing anything, basically. That's
1: fair. Yeah, something like that. And then, I don't know, yeah, the use of, the like, people that were taken over. I think they could have used that in a little bit more of a creative way. Like, Maybe ex- having Starro c- communicate through all the people. Like I think that would have added a level of intensity.
2: Well, I think I think Staro spoke through the general, and he just said like, "We're not here for you" or something. He said something about, along those lines. Um,
0: yeah. Didn't but, he kind of like, like bounce well, between think... who he did? Because he did like an older
1: lady, like towards oh uh, yeah, the yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. She went all out with her (laughs) line. (laughs) Um, No, but, like, I agree. Like, that was pretty good, but it was just, like, they were just standing there. It's, like, nothing was happening in that moment besides them just standing there. And I think it would have been a little bit more menacing had they been in, like, the middle of a fight. And while he's, like, spinning around, like, slicing people you hear these this conversation coming from starro
2: yeah I mean they definitely could have ended it with like the little stars were just crawling all over them and like the gorillas were attacking everyone and like it appeared as though the team was about to lose and get overwhelmed and then Harley Quinn jumped through and saved the day that probably would have been a little cooler but yeah just
1: a little bit I'm I was also a little disappointed with uh, with Pokemon uh, bleh, Polka Dot Man's death. Like
2: how did he die again? So don't remember. Was,
1: so he sh- was sh- or uh, Bloodsport told him he's just like you see that? That's your mom. And he oh, like, yeah. shot the Polka Dots at Starro's leg. Uh-huh. He like kind of collapsed and then he got squished.
2: Yeah. Uh, I do screaming, like, I'm a superhero.
1: <laughs> I do. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I, I, I wish that I don't know. I think that they could have had a really cool effect with that. Like maybe if uh, I don't know. I, I, I it's just like these little it's so hard to like figure out how to make these characters work. <laughs>
2: but, yeah. I mean this this movie made such waves like i saw the trailer months ago and i was like oh cool i can't wait to see it and then i like forgot about it and i saw like twitter blowing up with it and i'm like oh it's only in theaters and then someone was like it's on hbo so i immediately watched it and like all of twitter was 50 50. like people were like james gunn is trash this movie sucked it was terrible, or people were like ten out of ten. This is the best movie I've ever seen, and I was like, "This is so controversial."
1: Yeah, damn, it absolutely is, and I think with where it's sitting right now at the at w- at least with us, <laughs> the seventy seven point six, it is it's sli- it's slightly above average, and I think yeah. that's where it's at because I think that they you could have done a lot. Like there was just a lot left on the table that they could have played around with. Like, I understand doing the, like, killing off a lot of he- villains at the beginning. But I would have liked to see a, a little bit more people rather than, what was it, five? Or six, if you count Rick Flagg. Or technically seven, if you throw in Harley Quinn, too.
2: They, they could have done a yeah. lot more. I think James Gunn was probably trying to emphasize that, like, no one's really a main character. And, you know, he just wanted to... He probably wanted to purposely kill off people that you thought he wouldn't kill off. So...
1: Ooh, that that one was tough. I, I, I did not assume... Like, I, the few surprises, I did not think that he was going to kill off um, Captain Boomerang. Not within um, five minutes, anyway. Yeah, I knew damn well he wasn't going <laughs> to kill Harley. Yeah. Oh, there probably would have been an uproar, let's face Dude, it. Dude, that would have been insane. I mean, ballsy. <laughs> I would give him that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think. of There was like one other that I didn't think. Oh, Savant. I didn't think he was going to kill off Savant either. At least not till later. Um, but I did ha- assume that he was going to kill off Javelin. Uh, same with Mongal. Uh, TDK. <laughs>
2: They died so easily, like they didn't even do anything.
1: <laughs> Especially TDK.
2: TDK. out. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say Pete Davidson just like got his face blown off within 5 <laughs> minutes.
0: Yes. Yeah, seriously. yeah no, I was, was going to say bummer. I blame I blame Mongal for Captain Boomerang's death because if she wouldn't have grabbed onto that helicopter, he never would have died.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why she jumped on the helicopter. So it's
1: all yeah. her damn fault. Rick Flag knew it was one a go. bad idea.
0: <laughs> Wait, what was Rick? <laughs> oh yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs> you know, when when they jumped in the water and they're like, "We nobody told me Weasel couldn't swim." I'm like, "Oh, this is a mess." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just like right <laughs> off the bat, too. <laughs> yeah,
2: that Weasel was creepy. It was real creepy.
0: Yeah, those eyes were freaking nightmare fuel.
2: Wait, but Weasel lived, right? At the end, it like resuscitated itself.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like
2: of all the like, why Weasel?
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, that was. I think that set the tone for how this movie was going to go really well. <laughs> um, where it's just like badass jumping in the water, like after badass moment, jumping in the water, and then you like see them all kind of like come up from underneath the water a little bit and then you see freaking weasel belly flop <laughs> start drowning and just the way Rick said that the the whole like did anyone check whether <laughs> weasel could swim
2: well I, like I don't know the intelligence level of weasel but like he knew he was jumping in the water and he knew he couldn't swim
0: I mean
1: that's so. true
2: I don't know if he can't communicate or not, because he's
1: just a giant weasel. Dude, that was, like, one of the other things with, with Rick. <laughs> he was just like, I we think he agreed to this.
2: Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> I mean, he was walking badass next to the other squad members, so I'm assuming uh, his walk was not badass. <laughs> okay, well, it was badass for a weasel. <laughs> Let's, like let's say like that whole walk, them like you know, like walking into form, freaking Jai Courtney like strutted his stuff. He owned that scene.
1: <laughs> As boomerang, I loved it. True. Yeah, Dude, I love uh, I loved everything around Weasel. When like when uh in Boomerang was or when they were all in the the helico- or the copter together and he's just like, I think it's a dog and he's like, A dog. Like what 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 kind of dog do you think it is?
2: <laughs> he's like it's a friggin' werewolf. <laughs>
1: oh man. Another one of my favorite jokes from that. He's like, whoa, 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 he's not a werewolf. He's a weasel. He's harmless. I mean, he's not harmless. He killed twenty seven children. <laughs> Kinda sucks that uh joke was spoiled in the trailer. But
2: was it?
0: Yeah, it was, unfortunately.
2: Oh. Um, I'm looking on IMDb and the weasel is Sean Gunn. Is that yeah. his brother?
0: Yep. Yes, yep. Because yeah, yeah he also time. played uh that inmate that tells Polka Dot Man if he could come to his child's birthday party. Oh, that was uh, that was calendar man. <laughs> oh he's calendar man? Yep. Oh shit, that's freaking awesome. Now all we need is condiment king and
1: my life will be complete dude sean gunn i feel gets the roles or the jobs in james gunn's movies that it almost feels like how i would treat my younger brother (laughs) it's almost like how he's like oh like you need to include your brother like fine you can play the weasel i guess
0: <laughs> I mean, but if you, if we're comparing it to like the Guardians franchise, he plays the motion cap of Rocket Raccoon, but also Kraglin. Yeah. The, the the mocap Rose. I, I, I you mean, know I feel how embarrassing that mocap. No, that's fair. Look? Yeah, I mean, but I feel Craglin is a pretty big role. He's not huge. I mean, true, I mean, but I mean, like he does take up the mantle of kind of what Yondu is towards the end
2: of Volume yeah, Two. He, he's probably not. A very good actor, and his brother's just like, "Hey, you want to make some money and like just be in every one of my movies?"
1: (laughs) He's actually a pretty decent actor. I think, I think James Gunn just gets a kick out of giving him these weird (laughs) roles.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I liked him him.
1: well, so you can't really be mad at him for it.
2: Is he in anything that his brother didn't uh, create though? Uh,
1: Gilmore Girls. (laughs) I was about to say the Belko Gilmore experiment
0: girls? but I was like wait no James Gunn had a part in that too
1: yeah I think the biggest one is Gilmore Girls <laughs> um, but he, he he always seems to play like the odd character mm-hmm. Um, yeah like it's it's just kind of the, like the character that everyone wants to just kind of get away from like, like a that's, weasel that's who he is yeah like weasel oh yeah um another story aspect that i was a little disappointed in ended up being the thinker
2: that was weird
1: yeah like like i don't know like i know rose doesn't but do you watch the flash tv show
2: i've seen the first two seasons i think
1: Okay. So, the Thinker in is ends up being a villain in one of the future seasons. And in that season, he is like completely menacing. He has like a backup plan among backup plans because he's able to think all of these crazy things through.
2: Okay, that makes and sense. And it's just
1: like the the Thinker just seemed to be some rando dude. Like, he didn't seem any smarter or, like, all he had was, like, the weird prongs in his head. Like, he didn't seem to be smarter than anyone else.
2: Yeah, I mean, I didn't know who he was, and to me, he just seemed like a nerdy, like, scientist guy that had, like, some weird experiment on his head. Um, but definitely, like, if you've seen him in The Flash and he's this this super smart villain, then it was probably a letdown in this.
1: Yeah, it was it was very much a letdown. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to see him do like see him do some crazy shit, but no, nah, he, he, he see like they could have thrown in any other scientist. That's true.
2: Like, did they you didn't
1: need to make him the thinker?
2: Did you guys know that Sylvester Stallone was the shark?
1: Yes,
0: I actually <laughs> forgot it was until the end. I'm like, oh yeah, sure, I didn't that was know. Sylvester Stallone.
2: Like. Like, his voice kind of sounded familiar, but I was like, I guess that could be anyone just, like, mumbling. And then I looked up on IMDb, and I was like, what? Sylvester Stallone.
0: He definitely hides his, like, regular voice enough to where it's it, it takes you a minute to notice it, I feel.
2: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have, like, a lot of
1: long lines, so. That is true. Yeah, like, I think the mo- the more he talked, he, he ended up sounding like him. hmm uh-huh. But, like he said, like, the longest sentence he ever had was, like, maybe three words. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think the longest thing he said was, like, new dumb friends. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, I think, overall, I like, just, unless there's any other story aspects you guys want to talk about real fast.
2: I'm just curious. Do you, do either of you know if there's supposed to be a third one? Is this like a series of movies? Uh,
0: I don't know if James Gunn's talked about doing a sequel to this one. And I don't think Warner Brothers has said anything about that. They say they want to work with James Gunn again, but as far as I know, James Gunn has only said that he has ideas for other like spinoff shows, uh, besides the Peacemaker show that's coming out. Um, so he hasn't talked about uh doing. A sequel to his Suicide Squad.
2: Is um, John Cena going to be Peacemaker in the show?
0: Yes, he is.
2: Okay, that's cool.
1: Yeah, yeah see, um, that's already filmed and ready to go. So, yeah, I think oh, wow. the uh, the show is going to be on HBO Max.
2: Okay. Yes, it is.
1: So, I'm excited to see Peacemaker back. Like, I think that'll be really cool
2: he didn't seem i don't know any of his backstory by the way but he didn't seem like a bad guy like he had patriotic uniform on he like seemed nice whereas Bloodsport seemed like a badass you know assassin so i don't know any of his backstory but i'm assuming the show is gonna like do a prequel to his death obviously and explain what he's done uh
1: well he like, they reveal that he was uh, alive at the end. Wait, what? Did you not watch the end credit scene?
2: <laughs> oh, no. I did. I just must have missed it. So how how did they pretend like he died before the cutscene?
1: So I don't know how they, like, so the um, Bloodsport shot him in the neck
0: with oh, the, the yeah, smaller a... bullet. Right. Can we talk about how the hell he survived that? He got shot in the freaking jugular and he bled quite a bit.
2: He yeah, did. He, he bled a lot. And he like he collapsed. Shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think they they if if he was like enhanced, like if he has some sort of super soldier deal with him, I think they need to explain that. Because there's no other way that I'm going to believe that he survived a shot to the freaking neck like that. Yeah, oh hell. Yeah.
2: He profusely bled and then just fainted onto the floor. But um that's
1: cool that he lived. Yeah. But Peacemaker hit like he's like I explained earlier, or like he like John Cena explained really well, um, he's douchebag Captain America and he it's the way that he goes about maintaining peace. Ah. Uh. Um, Kind of like like he he said, like anti-villain. Yeah, so he wasn't joking around when he would kill women and children. (laughs) Oh wow! Like he he does.
2: Okay, so that's why he's a bad guy.
1: Yeah, it's all in the name of peace and people hire. And like he was saying right before he killed, or right before he was about to kill uh, Ratcatcher two, he says that he's thorough. That's why he had to kill her like he 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 wasn't going to leave anyone alive that knew about that information right um and that's why he ended up going against rick flag because rick flag you know, was going to release it no matter what
2: you know what though it's like you could kind of tell when peacemaker actually like the final stab into flag and he could tell that like he he was going to die he had a look on his face like he didn't mean to kill him or, like, he kind of felt bad. He seemed, you know, like, kind of just happened in the moment of them fighting. But
3: still unfortunate.
1: Well, (laughs) I don't know. Like, I felt like he needed to. Like, Rick Flagg was going to beat the shit out of him.
2: (laughs) It was definitely a fight to the death.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that just shows how strongly Peacemaker has held on to his beliefs. And I think that that's something that they need to show in his show, that he they need to challenge that. Like, I, I yeah. felt like he had a little bit, he's just like, where he was maybe negotiating with Rick a little bit. He's just like, listen, I don't want to, but if it maintains peace, like, <laughs> peace is... <laughs> Like can cost the life of a war hero like you.
2: Yeah. Do you know? Uh, do we know the release date for this show? Uh,
0: I think it's just supposed to come out sometime next
1: year. I don't think they've given a time frame
0: yet.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah, but the the show should be really cool. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they uh they make him out to be, like whether we root for him or not. <laughs>
2: I don't know if we'll be rooting for him if he's killing the women and children in the show, but it'll definitely be cool to it's know more nice. about him.
1: <laughs> yeah, he Like it's just such a a contrast to like the heroes. I think it we're I think we're getting to a point where we want to see some of the heroes or the villains uh backstory now.
2: <laughs> I mean they could theoretically do one for you know, all the members of Suicide Squad.
1: Oh yeah, they easily could.
2: I'll take a
1: Captain Boomerang miniseries.
0: (laughs) Not opposed to that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So like I said, story sitting at a 77.6. Moving on over to the writing, uh, we actually put that one up a little bit higher. Uh, Sitting at a... An 84.6. Not Uh, bad. Yeah. I think the the writing in this movie was fairly strong. Um, I don't think that there was very many wasted lines. I think what I docked the most for was the freedom fighters. Because they just kind of seemed like they were just there. It didn't really feel like they served that much of a purpose.
2: Yeah. They were... They were just meant to be like the pretend bad guys in the beginning, and then they were just kind of useless.
1: Yeah, they were in there for a joke. <laughs> that's yeah. ultimately what they were in there for. And like, that's one thing I, I did. I think they could have done that a lot better or played with the Freedom Fighters a, a bit better. Yeah. Like, maybe had them take out like the whole camp of freedom fighters and then they're like, oh well now we're short staffed, like we can't take on this this deal, and then that's like the side mission that they have to go on to free Harley. And then it's like, okay, then we also have to take help you guys take over the 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 capital.
2: Yeah. I mean they could have done a lot with those guys, but
1: Yeah. Another Wasted bit of writing, I feel. I I had nowhere else to... I didn't feel like it affected the story too much. But I I think this was definitely a writing issue. When Amanda Waller was talking about King Shark. And saying, like, oh, you need... Like, right before Bloodsport was going to, like, kill him. And he's just, like, saying, like, no, like, you need him to get into Jotunheim. No, they didn't. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe she was just trying to convince him.
1: Yeah, for what purpose, though? Like, she doesn't give a shit about any of them. Like, he did, Like, he legit served no purpose into <sighs> helping them get into Jotunheim. Other than, like, eating some people.
2: Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe she just wanted to uh, have him be alive because it was that much better of a chance that they, you know, would be successful.
1: Maybe. I think that just, they made him seem like he was going to be so important, and he wasn't.
2: They could have made him have been super badass. Like, he could have been charging in there, like, ripping people's heads off left and right, and he kind of was just like a big doofus who was just at the back of the pack.
0: From what I've told from what I've been told and a lot of people were actually mad about this the way that he's portrayed in this movie is drastically different from how he is in the comics okay he's he isn't he's actually quite smart I think um he's <laughs> definitely not
2: this dumb. yeah not in the movies he's nuts <laughs>
1: yeah <sighs> that's one thing I really don't like that s- s- studios do where they'll take like a really like, uh, oh shit, which movie was he in? Bane. Which Batman and Robin movie was he in? Was it Batman and Robin or was Maybe it... Yeah, it was Batman and Robin. <laughs> okay. Batman, or Bane, is a highly intelligent villain. And he like challenges Batman all the time and almost comes close to defeating him more often than not. And then in the freaking Batman and Robin movie, all he does is, <laughs> Bane.
2: Well, didn't he uh, in the show? Isn't he like a super scientist that created the serum that gets him all jacked?
1: Yep, exactly. Yeah,
2: and then in the movie, he's just like Poison Ivy's big dumb bodyguard. Basically.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, he's been portrayed a few different times because then in the newer one, um, he was still like the side guy, but he was intelligent and.
1: Yeah, like I liked that portrayal a lot better than I liked <laughs> Batman and Robin, but that's not a super high bar.
0: <laughs> there really hasn't been a win yet for Bane, for, I feel, for a lot of comic book fans, because the Batman and Robin one was nothing like the comic version, but then a lot of people say Christopher Nolan's Bane and the Dark Knight Rises was kind of like they liked the direction that they took with him he took with him but they felt it wasn't bane to them i, can I see liked that.
2: i liked him personally i think he died too easily um i would definitely agree with that but like in the in the same respect to that like he was pretty much invincible to the point where like he clearly couldn't have won you know hand to hand combat against him
1: yeah but I think that's just so dumb that they take really good villains like that and just dumb them up.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: See, I didn't know he was smart in the comics, though. So, but yeah, See, if you're I, a big... I
0: didn't either. Until
2: I if you're a big fan those, though, and you like you, you're attached to the character, and then all he says is like, "I'm hungry." Like you're probably going to be upset.
1: Yeah. Um. Just a, a little on the disappointing side with with him. And like just I I could have let that go had he been a critical part into getting them into Jotunheim. Like maybe if he kept the door open or something. <laughs> like knocked the door yeah. knocked the door down, kept the door open, or kept the emergency door for from close. like just something that made him critical. Like they could not have done that without him. But <laughs> No, they could have easily done that without him.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's very true.
1: So Yeah, I was a little let down by that. So that I think that was the biggest thing that I docked for. Um, so him and the and the freedom fighters.
2: Okay, that's fair.
1: Yeah. What did you guys think of the the writing?
2: Man, I
0: felt it was um, like
1: super star- Oh, sorry. You go ahead, Justin.
2: No, uh, sorry. Um, it was, like like I said, I I don't know much about the background of these stories. So I just went into it as like a fan of the villains. And the story itself didn't really, like, it wasn't gripping. Like, you were led to believe they went to this island to stop these uh, gorillas. Um, and then you find out the gorillas are actually good guys. And then the enemy, it builds up to this, this plot point of this super evil star that's from like another universe and like Harley Quinn killed it in less than a minute. So it was kind of anticlimactic for me.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on that. I think that they, there just was so many improvements that could have been made around Starro. Like it was all leading up to Starro and yeah, we just, (laughs) we kind of just got let down. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What about you? What's what's your opinion?
0: Um I definitely would agree with both of you. Um I feel my biggest problem was going off the whole um oh, what is what the hell was the starfish's name again? Starro. Starro. Starro, thank you. <laughs> it's it's um, a terrible name, too. It way. is. <laughs> um uh, Going off of that, with the whole, like, villain plot, um, I really could give two shits less about, like, the whole, um, Nazi era thing that they did with those, like, leaders of how, like, one person, like, the family gets killed, and then someone comes into, another person comes into power, Harley kills him, and then another person comes into power, and then they get killed, like, it never felt important to me, and I just gave two shits less, Mm -hmm. um, just, I don't know, the writing for all of the... I, I mean, I know this movie is about villains, but when it comes to the actual villain against the villains that we're supposed to be rooting for, I felt the writing wasn't really the strongest with that. Um, I feel like actually one plot point that is... or Sorry, writing that is strong, at least for me, Um, I know James Gunn pointed out that he actually did change the um, origin of his Polka Dot Man um the, with the whole like he has to throw up polka dots twice a day um otherwise they eat him alive um and like i think that's a very good stylized writing choice right there um it's a very interesting way for him to do polka dot man and it absolutely works um and the whole i know caleb thought it went on, go went on for a little too long um which is understandable but i mean i I I felt the mom, the whole, oh, it's your mom joke. And like him imagining every single person around him as his mom. (laughs) It like towards the end. Yeah. it got a little old for me with the whole like, uh, blood sport pointing out. Oh, Hey, that's your mom. You know, kill, kill your mom. That, that one was a little too, uh, it gone on a little too much for me, but the whole scene in like the, when they're in the club. And they're doing like the pan, the pan around of Polka Dot Man dancing, and all of them around <laughs> him are his mom. Was yeah. fan freaking tastic. Um, so I feel that's like the biggest strong uh, writing point for me was the writing for uh, Polka Dot Man.
2: Yeah, that was definitely hilarious when he was like grinding with eight versions of his mom. <laughs> um, they definitely emphasized that he was you know, not mentally stable, obviously, if he sees everyone as... When they showed the Suicide Squad as all of his mom, that was pretty funny too. <laughs> um, but definitely a weird character, like he throws polka dots that like explode or something. Yeah, basically. I'm not sure. No, I and, love how the, like,
1: they just melt stuff. I mean, but hey, you know, it's cool. It works. Yeah, Yeah. It worked out super well. Like, I... James Gunn has such a way of making characters that are beyond stupid into, like, really cool people.
2: Except for the shark,
1: which he did the opposite. (laughs) Well, King Shark, I thought that he had, like, the complete opposite effect. Like, he had this really cool villain that he made super lame.
2: (laughs) I mean, he made, James Gunn made the rat girl cool because when I saw her, I was like, oh, this is, like, the stupidest power ever but it turns out being in control of an army of rats came in handy
1: yeah, yeah that's true that was just oh I loved her like i, I mean they
2: they oh, couldn't have beat so starro
1: without it that is absolutely true that's true um yeah one I think one thing that I personally would have done with uh polka dot man I would have I probably wouldn't have done the the scene with him with his mom in the in the club <laughs> <laughs> just to make yeah i i would have taken that out honestly just to have like just, that way all you have is like that one moment where he looks at all the suicide squad and then he like sees them all as his mom and then you see like then the, the final one where it's starro and it's like the giant version of like those are the only two moments I would have had like the the mom show up.
2: I liked I it know, though. For... Like it showed how crazy he was. Yeah. yeah. Like he was smiling like he was insane in the club. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, I loved the like when Peacemaker was talking and Ratcatcher 2 was saying like, oh my gosh, I thought you were the crazy one. And Polkadot Man's <laughs> just like, I am. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> so good. That
2: actor played him well, too. I can't, uh, I don't remember his name.
0: Yeah, for, he, I can't, he was either in The Dark
1: Knight or The Dark Knight Rises.
2: David Dost-Molchian.
1: Dude, he's been in a lot of shit. He was, um yeah. he, was, he played...
2: Oh, he's Joker's thug in Dark Knight.
1: That's that's what it was. Yeah. Um. He, no, he was also in. Uh, which is kind of cool. Another DC property. He's in the Flash. He plays a character named Abracadabra, which is a, a guy that travels back in time from the 69th century, and oh. uses their his technology in the 21st century to make him seem like he's a magician. Okay. Um, he's also
2: in the new Dune. That's that's not out yet, so that's cool.
1: Ooh. Yeah, he's also in Ant Man and the Wasp. Is he? Yeah, he's the uh, the truth serum guy.
2: Okay. You know oh. that I did not like that movie. To be honest
1: with you. Did you really like <laughs>
2: it? It was yeah, just the I can only. Understand why? It was. I, it. I just went into it so hyped because I think Paul Rudd is hilarious. And the first one was okay. The only thing I liked about the second one was um, Evangeline Lily. That was it. It that's just fair. didn't do it for me.
1: No, I, I can completely understand that. Yeah, I have a soft spot in, in my heart for that movie. Um, but yeah, that's I, how I feel I about it. Age of Ultron. <laughs> I feel that one gets way too much hate.
2: I see. I actually liked Age of Ultron. Really good, badass supervillain. Again, like Tony Stark is just screwing around and making things worse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the only thing that pisses me off about that one is that they call it Age of Ultron. Where it should be like Week like, of Ultron. Yeah, my my <laughs> no my my joke about that movie is that it should have been called Weekend at Ultron's.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> really why they up. put the
1: age in there. Yeah, like the I think there's an Age of Ultron comic line, and that is yeah. what happens when Ultron completely metallicizes the entire world. Oh wow! Yeah, so it is truly an Age of Ultron, but this was not that. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, <laughs> getting back <laughs> to the, the Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, Yeah, I I think James Gunn has a way of making these characters that are, that are really lame, really cool. But like what I said with King Shark, he has this, this other way of making someone that should be really cool, really lame.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's unfortunate.
1: Yeah, but I think overall he did a really good job. And I think an 84 is fair. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I
0: would agree.
1: Alright, moving on over to acting. So we had... I need to freaking look up this list. <laughs> there's a shit ton of people on this. Um, Just trying to focus on like the main characters... Or who was, I consider to be a main character. <laughs> um, we have Idris Elba as Bloodsport. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. John Cena as Peacemaker. Joel Kinnaman as Colonel Rick Flagg. Uh, oh shit, they don't have this in order. <laughs> Those bastards. Um. Okay, Amanda Wall or Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Uh, Daniela Mel Melkor as Rat Catcher Two. And then David Dastmalchian as Polka Dot Man, and Sylvester Stallone voiced King Shark. I feel like I'm missing someone.
2: Did you say? Viola Davis, Amanda Waller. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah, I think that's it. That That's all the people that I consider, like, main characters. There's a lot more, um, like, minor characters. But we'd be here all day if we, we graded them.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, so I, I kind of put the, the main cast. I put the... I put the main Suicide Squad in their own category. I put Viola Davis in her own, and then I put all of the the extras in their own category. At least that's how I graded it.
2: Yeah, I'd say that's fair.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, So what did you guys think? Um,
2: I mean, it was meant to be cheesy uh you know like they're all jokesters you, you expect everyone to die i think they did a good job of portraying each role like colonel flag was serious um blood sport was clearly like you could kind of tell through the whole movie he was pissy because he didn't want to be there but he had just wanted to get it done with i think they did a good job
1: yeah um so we actually ended up Averaging this one out in
2: 82.3.
0: Yeah. Not bad.
1: Yeah. So Rose was actually the nicest out of all of us. But again, this one was only like a five point difference. And I was like, I right thought was in was going to be like the meanest. No, that I mean, one goes that's... to Justin. Wow. <laughs> like, but even his score isn't mean. It's an 80.
2: Yeah. I mean, I gave them like, I guess that's a B minus. Uh, I viewed it as. They did a good job of trying to be cheesy and corny but at the same time like they didn't have to use their best acting abilities to like be in this movie you know
1: yeah absolutely that's fair um, I think I think it was odd seeing Idris Elba have like vulnerable moments <laughs> <laughs> like when he's uh, like with when anytime a rat was near him yeah and like, I loved when he freaking like scream when Ratcatcher two like showcased her powers.
2: <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't like rats. That's for
1: sure. Dude, I freaking loved Amanda Waller's reaction to that when that lady's just like, "Uh, so Bloodsport has a fear of or a phobia of rats," and she's just like, "What?" <laughs> and like, contacts him, and he's just like, "Why would I give you like my?" Biggest weakness. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Mm, it is. <laughs> but. The, I think those vulnerable moments. P- got played off really well. As like comedic. Which I, th- oh, yeah, I think they're, they were supposed to. Yeah. So. I, I I loved his performance. I loved Joel Kinnaman. As Rick Flagg. Like. He has such a way to deliver the funny lines. Like, when the way that he was able to say, like... um, I don't know. It's like almost deadpan. Like, the way that he, he says it. Like, when he was talking about Weasel and saying, like, oh, he, well, he's not <laughs> harmless. He's killed 27 kids.
2: Yeah, I mean, he kind of had, like, dry humor. And uh, he portrayed a colonel. I mean, probably how anyone would act if you had to, like, babysit a group of, like, of the world's deadliest villains. Yeah, you know, he probably didn't want to be there, be there with him, you know?
1: Yeah. Or, um, the way that he was trying to keep Harley in line while they were telling the thinker what the plan was, and yep. she's, she's, like, keeps put kind of pushing Harley out of the way, and... When she's just like you, cough without covering your mouth, you die. And he's just like <laughs> Harley, like knock it off. Those last three don't count. But I think this goes without saying that doesn't give you permission to cough with your, <laughs> without covering your mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's some jokes.
1: Have, she has to throw in the background.
0: Uh, I am walking back and forth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and get talk, or just speaking of Margot Robbie, she her harley quinn is absolute perfection
2: yeah you really can't find any flaws in it
1: N- no yeah i did you have you guys heard her uh, her interview talking about how she picked up the accent
2: no Mm-mm.
1: yeah i forget which uh which host she was telling it might have been conan um but she like that has nothing to do with the story at all but she they were asking her like hey was it hard to pick up um like that boston accent and she says that she went to a uh, a speech coach to kind of learn the accent but she was having such a hard time figuring it out or just like just getting it just right and she said that the the voice um coach was saying like okay I want you to imagine that you just went to go get your nails done because she like had a good like (laughs) New York accent and she's like I just want you to imagine that you just got your nails done and she's like okay and some dude comes by and chips them (laughs) 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 and so she's like that's what I think of when I do the voice now and it's like and it's worked out for me so far (laughs) That's freaking yeah. awesome.
2: Her, I mean her voice sounds identical to like the early 90s Harley Quinn in the Batman. Yeah. It's it's really just uh, she's like meant to play this role.
1: Yeah. Dude, honestly, the only difference be- that I hear between those two voices like from Batman the animated series is Harley Quinn's or sorry, Margot Robbie's voice is just a little bit deeper. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, she she does an amazing performance, and the fact that she insists on doing her own stunts, like just oh, that's it, awesome. like oh, I didn't know this. Bri- uh, my wife was the one that told me this. Did you know that she actually did the whole key thing with her feet?
2: Yeah, I read I that did, online. Yeah,
1: as did I. Oh, like
2: <laughs> the title I, was super weird. It was like. It's like, yeah, she really did that with her feet. And I was like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the title I read was like James Gunn spills on the amazing thing that Margot Robbie did on set by herself or some shit like that. Oh,
1: shit. <laughs> well, I think Justin just led us into his private corner a little bit.
2: <laughs> I, like, I like went onto my email and I was on Yahoo and it was just like. I was like yeah, Marley Margot really did that with her feet, and I was like, "That's just like I was like, what did she do?" And then it was obviously referencing this movie, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: but I, I appreciate the hell out of that with a uh, with an actor that they're willing to do their own stunts."
2: Yeah, it's always cool.
1: Yeah, um, honestly, the only thing problem I had with Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn
0: was that we didn't get to see her in that awesome, comic-accurate costume she had at the beginning for the whole movie. Oh my gosh, right? That was so
1: perfect.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was kind of wishing that she would change it and, like, get back into that
0: I know, the suit the red again. Dress. And, but no, she was I'm in sorry. the dress,
1: and I am just... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh. And it's yeah. not like
0: she didn't have access to it. They did technically take it from her, so... I'm sure it was somewhere yeah.
2: around. I think she was, like, busy... Like, executing that, like... President guy and trying to escape. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I understand why she didn't change into it, but I'm not thrilled about it. <laughs> yeah, that's how I would put it, too. Um, John Cena as Peacemaker... I loved him.
2: Yeah, I had no clue he was in
1: this. Yeah, I do. the shit that they were able to get him to wear. Like, the, he was...
2: The polo? I mean, obviously the polo was going to be tight on him. They, they put, like, a small one. But did you see, like, vertically how short it was? It, like, went above his pant line. <laughs> <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. It was like a child's shirt. <laughs>
1: Yeah, dude, I was also talking about the damn uh, tidy whiteies. Oh yeah, yeah. That was...
2: I didn't need to see that, but
1: yeah, <laughs> dude, that was distracting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely like had him shirtless on the screen for quite a while, and I was like, "All right, let's let's get back to the movie." <laughs> gotta...
0: yeah, Honestly, like, when he uh, when he j- gets on the like roof when they're invading that the whole campsite, like. I really want to know how frickin' tight those pants were on him, because it looks like those were, like, squeezing his ass a little too much. <laughs> the Like, uh, with his super suit?
2: Yeah. <laughs> he's probably very uncomfortable.
0: I'm, I'm sure he was, like, both in the shirt, uh, uh, how tight his shirt was and his pants. I felt bad for Cena. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, that shirt was, like, someone had to take that off for him, because it was, like, way too small. <laughs> Seriously.
0: They just had they just had to literally just have a plethora of shirts and they just had to cut them out of it every after Probably. Take.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised.
1: <laughs> just lots and lots of baby powder. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
2: But it also like portrays his character cuz he's meant to be a douchebag and he's wearing the tightest clothes imaginable. <laughs>
1: um, that's tr- that's very true. That's very true. Uh, but his his performance was so good. I loved like all of his little comedic bits, um, saying like kind of introducing us to the character and what he would do to maintain peace and like how he said like I would kill all the like he just did it. He did it so well. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: he had a straight face on. It was. It was definitely a like a it like. John Cena was meant for that role, but also I think it pushed his acting a little bit too, because he's not just like the dumb, big, strong guy in a movie. He actually had to do stuff and have a straight face.
1: That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. Really good. So I think... I think the... Like an 82, because like... Yeah, the 82.3... Is a pretty decent place to be. It is above average acting, but no one brought their A game to this. No,
0: I would. I mean, I would actually argue that and say the guy that plays Polkadot Man—I forget his name—brought his A game to it. Oh, I'll give you that. Okay, I'll, not... okay.
1: I'll also give uh, Viola Davis if anyone wants to make that argument. Yeah, I would. I w-
0: I would definitely. I loved her more uh, this time around than I did Uh, in the first one. I didn't think that was possible because she was like one of the biggest standouts in that movie.
1: Dude, she was just like intense.
0: Oh, she was born born to play this role. No one else can play Amanda Waller besides Viola Davis.
1: That is absolutely true. (laughs) Dude, I loved how she was like scaring these people that she was working with. Damn. dude and that just made me think of the uh the first suicide squad who in the hell would want to work with her after she freaking assassinated her entire team
2: probably good benefits i don't
0: know boy <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean are you talking about the people she works with or the squad members
1: no do you you remember the uh in the first one like their mission was to basically go and rescue her
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And then, like, she's just like, okay, like, yeah, Will Smith was just like, oh, hell no. And then she's (laughs) just like, no, this is your mission. Let's go. And he's just like, are we taking everyone? And then she just grabs a gun, turns around, just blows everyone away. And it's like, all right, let's go.
2: (laughs) I do remember that, yeah.
1: No, that's...
0: Well, I mean, because what I'm kind of confused about with this movie is James Gunn has said it's not really a sequel to that suicide squad it's kind of like a soft reboot but yet you get characters that like do know each other like how like harley and cap uh boomerang are very uh they have a like decent friendship um it's like there's just some subtle things i'm just like okay this this has to like in some way connect to the first one
1: if these characters already know who the other one is yeah i think james gunn is just kind of kidding himself there yeah fair enough (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I think I think everyone did a, a pretty decent job and I think an 82 is is fair for for everyone. Agreed. Yeah. All right, next up we got the category that is probably going to kill the grade <laughs> of <on> this <laughs> character yeah. development. Yeah. So we have collectively given character development a 69. I guess that really doesn't work for this movie. I don't know why I laughed at that.
2: There really was no character development. No,
0: there was not. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I did. I just Elvis character. And like, I know, like, you know, he has that falling out with his daughter. I mean, they really never even had a good relationship. But then he showcases on the bus talking to Ratcatcher 2 that, oh, you know, like, I do have, you know, feelings, you know, I do care for my daughter, you know, I'm going to make sure that you get out of here. And then towards the end, his daughter uh, realizing, oh my gosh, that's my dad. He's actually a good guy. I can't believe this. It just never really felt like it didn't really felt earned in a way. Um, You never really change your outlook on the character. He's still kind of like he he's a badass, but he's still kind of just a asshole who helped i guess save uh the us i don't know
2: <laughs> i mean if he if he didn't care at all he wouldn't have done it and just been like i don't care lock my daughter up but fair enough he didn't really like change you know throughout the movie he just
0: not it's very
2: true
1: I think it was. Uh, I think it was just they were trying to force character development that didn't work down our throat when it came to the daughter, because she was just straight up. She hated him. Yeah. Like, the... The, why in the in the hell would she go and brag like that's my dad? Out of nowhere. Know.
2: He's like a big assassin who's locked up, I, I guess. But she wasn't proud of him in the same aspect. So. Yeah, that that's true.
1: Yeah, but it's like seeing your dad do one good deed. <laughs> I, I, don't I guess, know. especially with a relationship that seemed as strained as theirs.
2: The only character development I could think of in this film was Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn's kind of like uh, number two character, and she dove headfirst into the star, and then she was like kind of drowning there, and I thought she was going to die. Um, but she took the initiative really to kill Starro.
1: Yeah, um, I think she had some decent development, but from this movie alone, I don't it. I don't think it was it was too good. But if you like look at her collective yeah. arc, like it was is pretty decent. Um, especially like how she killed the that leader president guy yeah she's just like i promised myself like the next guy i met if he showed any red flags like i'd i'd put a bullet in, it, in him yeah and like her talking through that like that was good for this movie it was a little like out there a little bit like i'm not going to judge too harshly on that but i think overall like i think it a really good arc and a pretty decent time to introduce poison ivy <laughs>
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. I just want to see that relationship. Like from what I've read in the comics, like, oh, so ready for it.
2: (laughs) Well, who knows? Maybe in the third one.
0: Have they explored that whole relationship at all in the Harley Quinn series, the animated one?
1: Yeah, that's actually a big uh, story arc in. Oh hell yeah! I really need to sit down and watch that show. I've heard it's great. Yeah, I. You need to. It's really good. At least I've had a good time with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, I don't, there wasn't, like any arc anyone had wasn't super great. Um, It's true. Like Ratcatcher 2 just kind of seen, like I think she was the one with the most out of the Suicide Squad when it came to this film alone. Oh yeah, with her whole like past with her dad and everything. Yeah. yeah, or I mean, I I guess you can argue that she was the one that kind of helped Bloodsport, uh, with his, like, yeah, with with his character arc and being good. But yeah, it was minor though. So yeah, minor. it was really minor. Um, and if we want to talk about people that don't feel like villains, <laughs> like the only yeah. reason she was in jail is because she robbed a bank with rats, and they yeah. they deemed that the rats were, were weapons.
2: And they somehow put her in like this max prison with, with just the deadliest assassins.
0: Yeah, tell me how that makes sense. <laughs>
1: Dude, I, th- I thought those those millennial jokes that they were making were so dumb. <laughs> like the way that she's just like napping all the time.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, He's like I love though,
1: how Viola Davis plays it off so
0: well. She's just like, I'm sorry to disturb you. Get your ass out here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... I think a 69s fair. It's it is below average character arc. I think that yeah, for me the best one was uh, or seeing her story was Ratcatcher two. Um, if you're going for like a, a, an arc with a change in it, I think the best is is Bloodsport. But yeah, both good. Like, yeah, like I've I think we've all said his arc isn't. Super well earned,
2: <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. like even James Gunn said, "Don't get too attached. I mean the movie's called Suicide Squad, so I don't think they were focusing too much on character development,
1: yeah, but, I think this is a yeah, movie that fair. you just go into to have fun,
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: most
1: definitely, all right, next up we got effects, which this one was completely unanimous between all three of us, Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, we all gave it a 90.
3: Okay.
0: Not bad.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, I thought the effects were spot on. Plenty of explosions. Um, the shark eating people, super graphic. They, they hit the nail on the
1: head, really. Yeah. The yes. So there's a couple effects that I wanted to bring up. The first one is the one that I liked the least. And I want to know if you guys caught it. The fight with Harley getting out of that that prison or the the holding facility. The one oh, Where are you referring to? Um... Uh... So, uh it is as she's going up when she Okay, maybe the armory and she's fighting all the guys with like the the gates. And one dude tries to punch her through the bars and she grabs his hand and like slams it down and then starts hit, like breaks his arm. Mm. His arm like looked real fake.
2: (laughs) I didn't, I didn't notice it. honestly.
1: I didn't either for
0: how fast it was.
1: Really? Cause she was, so you, do you remember the scene where she's like bashing this dude's head in? with the door just like multiple times. (laughs) Yeah. If you look at his hand, it is, it looks like someone took like a fake hand, bent it down a little bit. And then it like kind of like popped out of its socket. So it, it almost looks like it's not hanging on anything. So it looks like his arm is like really long. Huh.
2: You know what, I, I was probably just too focused on her slamming that dude's head against the door. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I think I know what you're going to say is your favorite uh, effect, though. What do you think? When the rats were like ripping the insides of Starro out? Actually, no. Okay, surprising.
1: Yeah, uh, so actually my favorite effect... And this is, a, I, I don't know, I think it was more practical of a, an effect than anything. My favorite is the fight between Peacemaker and Rick Flag, where it is panning around Peacemaker's helmet. Really? Yeah, I loved that shot.
2: <laughs> it didn't stand out to me. What? <laughs> no, I, it just, it didn't stand out to me for some reason. I might have to see it again.
0: I mean, like, it was a cool shot. Like, kudos to James Gunn for being able to pull off that shot. But for some, it was a little hard to uh, really see what was going on. Maybe I'm just super blind.
1: Uh, I don't know. I loved the the storytelling of, of this whole, like, that whole fight. Like, the way that, like, Peacemaker's looking at his helmet. And then it just, like, pans onto... Or then like cuts to the shot of his helmet and then starts panning around while him and Rick were fighting I loved everything about that <laughs> like it was just it was one that I was just like this is awesome
2: okay it's fair
1: yeah I I like I don't know I don't know what it was about that shot but I I adored it I had it Oh, so no, good. No,
0: no, I can understand why.
1: Because <laughs> I think one of the things is just like how... It's an odd thing to see because the way that, like, that should have been... Like, if they were to do that practically, they would have had to basically cut out the camera. Like panning around a, a chrome freaking helmet. Mm-hmm. So I I'm I'm curious I want to see this in like a visual effects breakdown. And I, what my guess is that they did with this is they shot the fight and then they built like the the CGI model of the the pacemaker helmet and then just kind of like overlaid the the reflection and everything onto the helmet to do that shot because you don't see the camera at all. Yeah. So it's it, 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 that I think that's what blew my mind about it. I'm just like, how are they doing this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's fair.
1: But I love stylized shots like that. Like I have a real soft spot for that. Like one of my favorite shots in general from any movie. I forget what movie it is though. Um you're running through this house with this kid. And then they, like, run upstairs and, like, around a corner and whatever. And then while they're running, it, like, zooms out. And you realize you're just watching the reflection of that shot where it, like, comes out of a camera. Or where it comes out of a mirror. Well, that's trippy. Oh. Yeah, it's trippy as hell. Like, I'll have to send you the the shot once I, like, figure out what movie it's from. But <laughs> it's super cool. Like, I love shots like that. So that's that's why that one stood out to me.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, I may need to watch that part again.
1: Yeah. Um, everything else that stood out to me was just stuff that was really gross.
0: <laughs> oh, the gore in this movie was fantastic. Like
1: James Gunn <laughs> outdid himself. Yeah, it, he did such a good job. Um, I'm trying to think of like specific things. Like, the biggest one for me that was, I was just like, this is nasty, was the, was Starho's death. Mm-hmm. No, when that's... they just fly in his eyeball, like, it made, it, I feel like it made my eye hurt.
2: <laughs> I mean, it was, it was really graphic. Like, inside the eye, you saw all, like, the little, like, eye veins. And then she, like, ripped it open and the rats were, like, just pulling the insides out. Oh,
1: Dude, and I think what, like, grossed me out about that, or what, I was thinking about the eyeball, like, during that whole scene, I'm like, is that really how that would happen?
2: (laughs) I mean, I don't, I
1: don't think so. (laughs) I'm like, is, like, what's the, like, can you pop an eyeball?
2: (laughs) I'm, I'm pretty sure. Let's find out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, if a sharp object went into your eyeball, it would just bust open. (laughs) But.
1: Yeah, but I'm like I always I don't know what I think is in my eyeball. I just always thought like if something came and like pierced my eye that it was like I don't know, more like a gel, not thinking it's like a liquid.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, hopefully we never find
1: out. <laughs> I I hope I never find out, but yeah. <laughs> it was just th- that scene brought up all these in these questions for me that went through my mind through the entire scene and it just like yeah.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> uh, um. Any other standout scenes for you guys? Because <laughs> all of mine were like the the gross gore. I mean, going off the
0: gross gore, the opening in general with just like all of those uh members of the squad getting wiped out all at once, and then that whole and this. I mean, this would this leads into the music, but the whole like panorama shot of like each of them dead.
2: <laughs> like yeah. after
0: they had all placed bets in one. Um that those were some badass effects. And especially I love how uh Captain Boomerang is still holding up one boomerang <laughs> with just his <laughs> skeleton hand. That was amazing. that was fantastic.
1: Yeah, I'd like to know how the hell that happened when he get got hit by a propeller of a helicopter.
0: Yeah it sucked. <laughs> So much.
1: <laughs> but yeah, dude, his death was brutal.
2: Honestly, they could have made his death so much cooler. Like, he could have taken out ten guys with, like, a boomerang throw and then got distracted by something and had his own boomerang, like, just go right through his head. I don't know.
0: That would have been really cool. Kind of funny.
2: Like, how <laughs> really ironic. Cool. Like, he killed yeah. himself. <laughs>
1: Yeah, something like that. That would have been really like if he dot like tried dodging that uh that helicopter that hit him. Mm-hmm. Like he like maybe just ducks and then it like goes over him and then he's just like, "Whoa, did you see that?" And then it's like that boomerang. was
2: close. Yeah,
1: <laughs> 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 and, like maybe the boomerang that he had used to
0: kill those two guys comes back and kills him. There we go.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that would have been insane. <laughs> Dude, one thing I'm a little pissed off that they did like they never explained why his freaking boomerang was glowing.
2: Oh,
0: I didn't notice that.
1: Yeah, I
0: mean, apparently you gotta have glow in the dark
2: boomerangs. It's just a necessity. (laughs) I mean, it was nighttime, so maybe.
0: Yeah. See. True.
2: How else would you see it? I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it makes
2: sense. Okay.
1: It does make sense. All right. Um. Yeah. So effects, we gave it a, a ninety. Uh, music, this one ended up scoring a nine out of ten. Yeah, I mean it was, it was
2: good for the movie.
1: Um. Yeah, I think everything every song that they had fit the tone pretty well. Yeah. Um I think that James Gunn
2: this, he, he's always been good with in my opinion the, the scenes and music though.
1: Yeah. Dude, the the way he's able to find songs that just like right on the right on the dot like especially when he was talking about the or the uh the scene. Where he, it's going through everyone that's that's dead or dying that that song the where it's just talking about everyone that died yeah so yeah, yeah that I don't was know the name of that song but it was oh, that was, nice. that was
2: good. good the songs oh, kind of like
1: like everybody died
2: <laughs> <laughs> the songs just meshed well with the scene so like you almost didn't like you almost didn't notice the music because it just kind of went along so well.
1: Yeah, um, I I really enjoyed this the soundtrack. I think the only reason that I didn't give it a ten, um, was because there wasn't one song that stood out to me. Yeah, really? I agree. Huh.
2: Nothing was like overwhelming, overwhelmingly good to me.
1: Yeah, and that's that's, that's surprising for me because like they freaking had Johnny Cash on their their soundtrack and I love Johnny Cash.
0: I mean but he did, that one did just play like at the beginning over like Savant throwing the ball against the wall so like I can understand why that one really didn't stick out that much. It's a great song, but it doesn't really
1: play in a big scene.
2: They probably could have used it in a better spot.
1: Yeah. Than yeah, but than like him th- throwing a ball. <laughs> if you think about like if you're comparing this to like the soundtrack to uh, Guardians Like, you know damn well, like, the opening to Come and Get Your Love.
2: Yeah, like, Guardians Mm -hmm. was was definitely better.
0: Like, thinking about it that way, because I feel uh, Come and Get Your Love doesn't, like, come into, like, a little bit, like, a couple minutes in. So, like, I don't know, for me thinking about like the opening song like yeah it, it, it technically is full some prison blues um but i actually would say it's people who died just because it's going over like the whole title sequence of like who is in this movie and it's just like sh- like doing the pan around shot of all of the dead suicide squad members everyone else paying each other out of who like took bets and won um so like this song is actually like the reason why i gave it a 10 because i feel it's so perfectly placed it's classic James Gunn. Um, just, it stuck out like hell to me, and I loved every
1: minute of it. I, I loved the, that opening so much.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah it was good. It's definitely good.
1: Yeah. If something would have stuck out like that for me, then I would have been up there with you out of 10. But it just didn't happen. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. So. Music, uh, scored a 9. Costumes, this is another one that we were unanimous on. <laughs> uh, we all ended up giving it a 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so who's, whose costume stood out to you guys the most?
2: It's a tough one. Yeah, it is. Um... uh I would say stood out to me the most was probably Polka Dot Man because it was just weird. I liked Peacemakers the most, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Like, Bloodsports was... was, It it definitely matched him. It was was badass, but like... Like, John Cena's just... It was such a random wardrobe. Like, he had like a half kind of helmet. Uh, super tight shirt and then like skin tight
1: khakis it was just odd
0: <laughs> <laughs> no that, yeah, no, that's fair
1: dude one thing that threw me off with with his outfit was the weapons he was using oh, like the freaking axe dude. yeah like where the hell was he storing that axe
2: yeah I don't know where he got that right.
1: and he had a sword at one point didn't he <laughs> yes he did yeah towards the ending
2: <laughs> i don't remember the sword at all
0: <laughs> yeah like when they're like before they enter like the huge building to kill staro when they're killing off the people that are patrolling the area yeah he's yeah. taking out a bunch of people with a sword
2: okay yeah i don't know where he was keeping that cuz he didn't have like <laughs> a bag or any kind of holsters or anything
1: no yeah like i feel like the only holster that he had was the was for his big ass gun yeah well, that's true but yeah like in bloodsport like at least his made sense like i had to look it up like what the hell was up with this suit and realized it was like nanotechnology <laughs> wow. um but yeah his his weapons were were weird
0: I mm-hmm. thought it was really cool though how like they all like attached to like a certain piece of his uh suit to where like like the part towards the end where he's like oh shit, I'm out of pieces to add to my gun.
2: Yeah, I, thought I noticed that.
0: Was a that. Cool, cool idea.
2: Yeah, that was kind super of like cool. his suit and the weapons are one.
1: Yeah, exactly. Dude, I freaking loved his little uh wrist mounted uh yeah. dart thrower.
2: That thing was cool. That was pretty cool.
1: Like, the way that he was like moving looked like he was shooting a bow and I, I, it took me a while to be like, wait, what the hell is he doing? And then <laughs> like, it was the, the shot, like, right before they were able to enter uh, Jotunheim and I saw him do the dart thing. I'm like, that is so cool. <laughs> like, would that actually work?
2: Yeah, that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I loved all... Of all of his weapons were so cool. And his mask was bitching too.
2: Yep. Favorite part of his outfit.
1: Yeah, I wish he wore it more. But, I mean, I guess I just only need I some feel... FaceTime. No,
0: cause, I mean, because honestly, I feel he wore his mask, or helmet, whatever, more than uh, Will Smith wore his Deadshot mask in the first one. That is
1: true, but that is also not a very high bar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, true. Fair enough. (laughs) Oh, yeah, but I think everyone's costume fit really well. I think Harley's was really cool. I think a little disappointed that she was just in a dress for the rest of the movie. Um, but eh, whatever. Like everyone else's was pretty cool. Polka dot man's was was cool. Like it looked like. It looked like something his mom would make. <laughs> 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 yeah. What the fuck, girl, on that one? Like, I loved how that suit was put together. Yeah, I love... Like, Rat Catcher's was super cool. Like, I really liked It was liked basic, hers. but she pulled it off.
0: Especially the mask. mask she was did. Super cool.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was unique. They were all unique in a special way, for sure. Yeah.
1: And then one for... Uh, Going into uh, King Shark and just that his character design, which I kind of consider in costumes. (laughs) Um, I love the the great white shark look of uh, of King Shark. Yeah. So does look good. Yeah. Anytime, some like there's only been two different ways that people have portrayed King Shark, and it's either the great white shark or. They have, a, like, a Hammerhead version, which I think they're going with the Hammerhead version in the the Suicide Squad video game that's going to be coming out. Okay. But I always prefer the, the Great White Shark version.
2: I mean, it's supposed to be the most, like, badass shark, right?
1: Supposedly. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love that look. And... I love it more because of the Harley Quinn TV show because King Shark's in that one, and he uh, and they have the Great White version.
2: Oh, okay, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good show. If you like the if you like Harley Quinn, and just the antics she gets into, like I think the Harley Quinn shows a good one. Also on HBO Max. Oh. <laughs> Seems like everything is on max now. Seems like it. Um, any other costumes that stood out to you guys? Um, man, I probably
0: actually say TDKs just for how ridiculous it looked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, TDK. What about javelin? <laughs> okay, yeah. That's I thought good javelin one. looked
2: like he looked like he might be a badass,
1: but then did nothing. Yeah. That's right. I didn't see him do shit at the beginning.
2: Well, technically, he gave the the javelin to uh, Harley Quinn to kill Starro, but other than that, he served no purpose.
0: Considering, yeah, he never got any good throws with the javelin, honestly, the coolest part he had with that was when he's spinning it at the beginning when they're introducing the team. Dude, <laughs> straight mm. up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, All right, well, yeah, so costumes ended up scoring a perfect 10 uh, with us. Now getting into our own personal grade, uh, we all collectively gave this an 84.6. Not bad. Yeah, so we were all in the 80s with our, our personal grade. Rose was actually the highest, sitting at an 89.
2: 89. That's kinda it's a little high.
0: <laughs> nah, it's I don't know like for for this for some reason, like probably my first time it would have been a, a little lower, but like after watching it a second time, it, it went up a little bit for some reason. I enjoyed hmm. it a lot more the second time.
1: Jeez, I was like total opposite. I watched it a second time and liked it less. <laughs> that is so weird. That's interesting. That was really interesting. Yeah, well maybe it was just cuz I was watching it super late. I was super like super tired and so I was just kind of like dozing off and maybe that's what I was thinking like oh this can't keep my attention. It's yeah, it probably be that bad. because I, I honestly so I've watched Endgame at like I I've started Endgame at like 11:30 and been able to finish that movie no problem.
2: I mean Endgame was a good movie.
1: Yeah, and then this movie, I started at like nine thirty, and I was just like dozing off, like really <laughs> bad.
2: What did you? Uh, what did you give it as your overall?
1: So I ended up giving it an eighty-five.
2: Well, I think mine was the lowest, right? Wasn't I think I yeah, gave it? Yeah, yours is sitting at an eighty. See, I I gave it an eighty because I tried to think of it from viewers like myself who don't know any of the background info. Um like about the the shark being super smart or like yeah, peacemaker like i just went into this purely seeing the first one and like i didn't really know what was going on the ba- I, I don't i didn't see the point of like killing captain boomerang within 60 seconds i thought them killing rick flag was a big mistake because he's really like the centerpiece of the suit of each suicide team um and also like you can't have someone like deadshot in the first one who was a huge character and then they have another mission and like he's still in jail like what why didn't they use him and where was joker where was joker
1: well joker i'm assuming he well joker gets sent to arkham
2: why wouldn't she use him though
1: fair well cuz she's only in charge of bell-reeve yeah
2: yeah, but I feel like she wouldn't give someone like that
1: away, you know. Well, it's just because he goes straight to Arkham because he's like mentally insane. Okay, they. I thought they, they could have. Yeah, they sent yeah, the people no, I mean... that are uh, a little bit okay, normal, yeah. mentally more normal insane, to yeah. uh, to Bell Reeve.
2: They could have. They could have done so much more with Savant. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like they. If James Gunn tweaked it a little bit, it could have been a lot better.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree.
2: But on IMDb, they they gave this one a 7.5, and they gave the first a 5.9. So whoever's rating this, whether it's just fans, like this new one significantly more.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like... Uh... Honestly, my, like, our scores are significantly better than what we thought of the first one.
0: <laughs> the only thing the first one did better than this one was marketing. Because, I'm sorry, no movie has been able to match how great the marketing was for that first Suicide Squad. The trailers were incredible. It got you so freaking hyped. And then we got that piece of shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the first time I ever watched the first one, I stopped like 45 minutes in and I was like, I'm not finishing this. I had to go back like later on and watch it.
1: Don't blame you at all. (laughs) Yeah, not even a little bit. All right. Well, does anyone else have anything to say about this movie before we reveal the final grade?
2: Uh, I don't Don't have anything.
1: All right. Well,. The so that concludes this breakdown. So, the final All Bros and Wheel of Horror letter grade for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad has come to a solid B. <laughs> yeah, so it is sitting at an 84.79%. Okay. Yeah, so that's not bad.
2: Yeah, it's um, let's say that's that's pretty fair.
1: It's yeah. a good spot. Absolutely. So let's see. Comparing this to some other uh, B movies that we've graded, um, so every movie that I'm about to list off is is a B. So this is above Christopher Robin, which is at an 84.5. Ooh, it's above Age of Ultron, which is at an 84.3. Kind of hurts. Uh, Yeah, it's above Solo. (laughs) That's fair. Which is at an 84.2.
2: The Climbing movie?
1: Uh, The Star Wars movie.
2: That's Free Solo.
1: Yeah, never mind. I forgot. This one hurts. Uh, It is above Thor Ragnarok.
2: Oh, see, I can't.
1: Gotta disapprove of that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Thor Ragnarok's sitting at an 83.9. I thought we rated that one way higher. I thought we did, too. I'll have have to go back and look at what, what went wrong with that one. Uh, It's also above Murder on the Orient
2: Express. (laughs) I thought that was a good
3: movie.
1: Yeah, which is sitting at an 83.8. And then (laughs) we were just talking about it. It is also above Sonic the Hedgehog, which is also at an (laughs) 83.8.
2: All right, well. Listen, I'm going to watch Sonic this weekend, and I'll let you guys know which which one I like more.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that also, going the opposite direction, puts the Suicide Squad below the Oath, uh, which is, was sitting at an 85, uh, puts it below the Lion King, which is at an 85.1. I
0: probably disagree with that one, honestly. Thinking about it now.
1: Uh, It's also below Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Which is at an 85.4. I completely Uh, forgot we've graded a Harry Potter film on this podcast. (laughs) Well, we didn't have an episode about it. This is one that we just kind of did. Oh, for like those rapid fire breakdowns? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. It's also below Onward, which is sitting at an 85.6. It's fair. It's an
0: underrated Pixar movie.
1: And then finally, it is below The Force Awakens, which is at an 85.8. Ooh, yeah.
0: Oh, man, dude. I disagree with that entirely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hate that movie. Yeah, so out of 19... B movies. What?
0: Wait, did you say The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi?
1: Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Okay, no, I take that back. No, Last that's Jedi like my is at
1: like a C minus. Oh yeah,
0: sorry. Okay, ignore what I just said. I thought it was The Last Jedi. I'm sorry. I actually
1: like The Force Awakens very much. Yeah. So the su- So out of 19 movies that have been gr- that are sitting at a B, uh. The Suicide Squad is sitting at a or as six out of nineteen.
2: Not bad. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think it has a decent home. I think the two Marvel movies that it's above kind of sting a little bit.
2: For
0: some reason, yeah.
1: Age of Ultron stings more than Ragnarok. I don't know why. You shut your mouth, <laughs> <laughs> and you kiss I, I, my ass.
2: I would have to put both both of those Marvel films above this just because ah, I don't know for a lot of reasons but.
1: <laughs> no that's fair I would agree with you there yeah alright Let. I, just for shits and giggles I'm going to look at those two and see what, what happened <laughs> you wouldn't let me, right. you wouldn't Thor, let me give Thor Ragnarok the story is en- is what ended up killing it. No. Did we actually?
2: Ragnarok was the third one, right?
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: You got you guys gave the story a low rating.
0: Oof, wasn't Ragnarok story, like, like didn't we felt like, like it that matched the whole way?
2: Way? perfectly?
1: Yeah. So we actually ended up giving uh, Suicide Squad a better. <laughs> Story rating. <laughs> Damn. No,
2: that, listen, I'm gonna put that on you guys. I don't think my <laughs> score attributed to that.
1: Let's see. Who who gave the highest? Rose?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're, you're mess you're messing up the whole rating scheme of these other movies. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being hey, too you know, nice. Hey, if Caleb would have let me give 100 for character development in Age of Ultron for how grave uh, Ark Hawkeye has, we would all be fine. <laughs> I'm, all just right, saying, where, I'm just where's saying. Where's Age of
1: Ultron on this? <laughs> yeah, Age of Ultron... All the scores were, like, pretty even. Like, the acting we gave higher... Like, there wasn't one in particular like low score or okay music and costumes where we gave an 8
0: I'm actually surprised we didn't give music higher considering how amazing the avengers score alone
1: is yeah but we said that we've heard that our our argument was that we heard that score before and I mean so I, okay it's not, so I'm going to travel back to new. my pa-
0: I'm going to travel back to my past self and smack him, because no matter how many times I hear the Avengers theme,
1: it gets gets me hyped as hell. I don't care. Dude, uh, we... (laughs) Okay, again, we made this argument. (laughs) Still, though, it deserved a nine. We're just like, okay, well, there just wasn't anything else that stood out. Like, that was the only thing. Still, though, a nine. (laughs) Okay, that's bullshit, because I think that... (laughs) Honestly, like thinking through, like when we go through the overall scores, the overall scores like kind of (laughs) sting, especially the way that we've ordered some of these movies. But when you go to our like the individual uh, categories and how we scored those, it's really Mm -hmm. hard to disagree. (laughs) Okay. At least I feel it's hard to disagree. Like, I think Except for
0: when head. it comes to one movie. One little
1: movie.
0: I know Caleb already knows it. Uh, which movie was that? The Unicorn Store.
1: Oh, forget you! That movie was good!
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm just never going to let that go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whatever. I liked it. <laughs> All right, well, like I said, that concludes this week's breakdown, and I don't think we're super happy with where this, this is at, but it has definitely earned it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so,
0: uh, Justin, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you and your podcast?
2: Yeah, so we're on Twitter. It's at Horror Wheel.
0: Oh, okay. So just, you guys are on, just
1: on Twitter. Oh shit. We lost him. Oh, okay. Now you can go.
2: Okay. Yeah. So we are, we're at Twitter at at horror wheel and then Instagram is, um, horror. What is it? Wheel underscore of underscore horror, a website and, um, Pretty active on it. I actually do all the social media stuff, so if you reach out, you're gonna be talking to me of the three, and definitely comment back. Hell yeah! yeah. But uh, thanks, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, good talk about it. Uh, definitely do a collab again, and I and I yeah. will let you guys know about what was it, um, Sonic, and then what was the other one?
0: Oh, I was a spiral
2: oh yeah
1: okay
2: so i'll let both of you know
1: sweet yeah please do and thank you (laughs) so much for reaching out to us Yeah, yeah thank
2: you let's do this again we'll uh when i post the things of like upcoming movies if something just like screams out to you you know shoot me a dm sweet
1: oh absolutely
2: yeah um
0: So if you liked what you heard um, and want to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, RadioPublic, Radio.com, Spotify, and much, much more. Um, You can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube. Um, And then if you want to follow us on social media... Those are Facebook, Facebook which is uh, www.facebook.com forward slash the Twitter and Instagram at the or you can email us, uh, the all channel at gmail.com. Um, if you want to DM or if you want to direct message us, you can do it on any of those with the uh, episode idea I have, answer our question of the week, all that fun jazz. Um, and then, if you want to check out our website, uh, tinyurl, tinyurl.com forward slash the All bros. Caleb just recently updated it. He did an amazing job. So, definitely go check out our updated website. Um, and then, if you want to go buy some merch, um, you can go to tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the All Bros channel. Yeah, um, if you, you want can to actually buy
1: what's ever left. Exactly
0: um but if you go to our website you uh Caleb does have um links to the T public store as well there
1: so yeah or just go to the website cuz we can we can make you something way better
0: <laughs> that's true he <laughs> do, could... he do, he he did ha- he um created this thing to where yeah you can request uh custom artwork and we'll do our best to make it happen do it yeah. um so yeah uh, so next week, um, we will be breaking down, uh, isn't it, the hitman's wife's bodyguard, killed? Yep. All right. So you can look forward to that episode next week. But until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast with spe- special guest J- Justin. I almost said Jason. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's a little late for me right now. Um, from the Wheel of Horror Podcast. And we will catch you guys next week. Deuces.
1: Dude, what the hell?
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. I got to, you know, I'm the one (gasps) signing
2: off. I got to steal your line. Sorry, buddy. (laughs)